0: Because you're looking like where's Waldo today? Oh <laughs> I might not be able to point you oh out. My I'll word. be like, where's Winnie? I can't see her. Listen,
1: I'm trying to go with the theme and the color scheme. Yeah, we kind of match. We kind of like red.
0: I didn't change. This is what I'm wearing for the day. Whitney has a whole wardrobe over there, well, laid up on the there couch. there
1: are recordable outfits and there are non-recordable outfits. Not for me. This is yeah okay. This You're is, right. This, this is, is just,
0: just you just get you just get what you get.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I I wanted to look like Waldo today.
0: <laughs> Did you ever have those books as a yeah, kid?
1: Yes. Waldo's is one of my favorite things. Maybe it's why I love the color red. Cause I was like a champ. I was I was I searching those.
0: I was the worst. I hated Waldo books. Really? I'm like half colorblind.
1: Oh, that's true. I'm not all okay. the way colorblind.
0: I'm like partially colorblind. And so I'll just be looking at that page and I'm like, I'm never gonna find this dude. And no. so I just couldn't, I, I just couldn't find Waldo's
1: him. Waldo's my favorite thing. I was like a champ. I'm circling them every book. Like they were my favorite. My grandma would get them for me and I would be like.
0: Wait a second. You were circling? Yes. No. Why? Because then next time you want to open the book, you you see right where Waldo is. I already
1: knew. I already found him.
0: Yeah, but you got sisters and stuff.
1: I don't care. It's not. That's my book. I, Dude, don't, Whitney give a, I is, don't give a jump. Whitney
0: is a savage.
1: No, it's just, it's my book. I want. I know where he is. I'm circling it. I don't care what they think.
0: Okay. You got to not care what they think.
1: It's true. It's important.
0: Sometimes in life, you got to say, you know what? This is my book. That's right. I feel the tug towards more. That's I'm gonna right. circle Waldo and I don't give a crap what you think.
1: I don't give a crap.
0: Can we say crap
1: our podcast i don't who's in charge <laughs> i uh,
0: i uh when did i was a kid <laughs> i did uh fine arts how yes. do we explain what fine arts is uh,
1: it is uh american idol <laughs> or uh jesus people
0: uh, american idol for jesus people so i did fine arts and i did short sermon mm. and in my short sermon i said crap you did yeah and i did not advance to the next round
1: did they put it in the notes Mm -hmm.
0: oh there are three judges all three all of them wrote you cannot say crap while you (laughs) preach and so i was pushing that pushing the limit as a kid
1: yeah well that's
0: but you know what also I did what? is I gave a legit altar call. The sermon is only supposed to be five minutes in this competition thing, oh, but no. I did a five minute of sermon and then I was like, I know that in a room of this size that there is someone who needs Jesus. So if you would buy your had to close your eyes and all the judges are like, what is this kid doing? And I like do altar call and my friend in the front is like, he, like, raised his hand. <laughs> saved you. Saved you. So, yeah, end. you saved me. So that I had someone say, I see that hand.
1: <laughs> I say, I'm sure a lot of people are coming to the American Idol for Jesus. Yeah, uh, no. It was a bunch of
0: moms and right. aunties and all the things.
1: No, it's kind of, the funny part about that is there are a bunch of people who, just like an American Idol, think they're great, and yep. would sing, and would perform, and I would think, who's going to tell them?
0: Nobody, because the judges aren't actually mean.
1: No. Yeah,
0: they just give you like one point below.
1: Right. So uh, someone needs to tell them, but you know what? They probably didn't, they didn't give a crap either.
0: But you know what I'm glad about that I did that fine arts thing and that like as a kid I was involved and engaged in trying to grow my gift as a communicator is that it helped me learn which voices I need to listen to and which voices I don't need to listen to. That's good. Because in voice, in life, there's a lot of times that we do need to stop caring what other people really think
1: right no it's true in fact in those moments uh, like learning even the judges I think so often people mm-hmm. who judge us we like oh I have to listen to them they're judging me even yep. those judges at those fine arts things they weren't like Simon Cowell they didn't have all this experience in no. recording they yeah. were like somebody somebody who never they're
0: just someone who said yes to volunteer right, to do this thing for didn't a whole weekend have
1: any like experience and all the things and I think that is something that helped me like sometimes people in the even the worlds that we live in whether it's a church world or a business that we're running they have opinions and they're judging us They don't actually know what they're talking about
0: okay so let's let's kind of get into yeah, that idea if you are an adult or a kid a teenager becoming an adult right if you're a business owner if you're in the ministry if you have a public face at all there's this real tension that we feel mm-hmm. of what other people think about us yeah and if you want to get towards more, if you feel a tug towards, like you wanna mm-hmm. accomplish something great, you feel like God really has something big for you, there's a point that you have to genuinely stop caring. It's true. What other people are gonna have to say or think about
1: you. What do you think is the hardest? Like, I think that there's different uh, avenues in our life as we were tugging for more that we really care what people think. What do you think one of the hardest ones is to get over?
0: man, there's a lot. I think that they're, they're based in like our insecurities. Yes. So, so there's like, what am I going to look like? Yeah. So like we care what people are going to think because we don't look the way that we want to look. Right. And so like right now there's this thing that like y'all are looking at me on a camera and because you're looking at me on a camera, that means you see what I look like. Right. And so the things about me that I don't like about how I look, that's a very easy one
1: yeah i intentionally sit like this
0: i don't i see i find myself like in this bad posture and then uh i sit in this posture my friend sean he gave me this thing that like you're supposed to wear and it like pulls your shoulders oh, yeah. back and it makes you look all swole but i don't wear it <laughs> it's supposed to help your posture
1: <laughs> next, but I podcast, think ne- next
0: podcast swole. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Welcome, welcome (laughs) Welcome to the talk of more, and (laughs) uh, yeah, and so yeah, I think that's one like what what do I look like? Yeah, and that stops us, man, from doing so much.
1: So many things. It
0: stops us from pushing ourselves and advancing. I remember before I got back into kind of trying to live a healthier life, and I'd gained a bunch of weight. I literally didn't want to do anything. Right. I don't want to go places. I don't want to see people because you're just like, you just feel like that, and so. We've got to learn to plug our ears to the opinions of others, but that's that's just no. I think there's tons. Yeah. What else?
1: Sometimes, uh, maybe not. As like, we're both communicators, but there's certain words we say certain, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe certain attributes of ourselves that we have. And we've heard other people say them to us, to us or make fun of us when we were younger. And I think there can be things that we like, or just even veins of conversation. I'm like, I don't want to talk about that or do that in front of anyone because I might not be good enough. And people might judge that. I don't know. That's one for me for For sure. For
0: sure that you're like, man, I'm, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. Yeah. And so what are they
1: going to say about how I said what I said or what are they going to pull out of what I'm doing that they're going to think isn't good enough?
0: Yeah. You know, I remember when I stepped into lead pastor role here at Living Church, we've talked about a little bit, but there was like mass transition that had went on in leadership and in the church, really. Yeah. But there were still some people there that were naysayers. Mm hmm. And I would write a message that I felt like is what God wanted me to say. And I would get up on a Sunday to teach it. And do you know what I was most nervous about was like four or five people in the room? Right. It wasn't even for them. It's for this big group of people that are coming to hear about Jesus. But in my mind, I'm thinking about my haters. Yeah. And I think that a lot of reasons that people don't advance towards more Yep. Is because of the voices of a few haters, instead of the voices or the needs of the masses. No, it's true. And so that's why we have to get to a point where we don't give a crap. Yeah. What our haters think or what other people think, we've got to care what what God thinks. It's true. About what trusted people think and about what the real audience thinks.
1: No, it's and true. And those are like
0: three points that we can. I was going to say
1: those are. So what was the first one you said? God. God. What, what
0: God thinks. Yeah. That like. If you're leading a business or your family or just like your own health journey or whatever, what's God, like yeah. what's God's opinion? Yeah. Who cares what your mom says? No, right. Who cares? Like, I love my mom. No, my mom's the best. Me too. My mom loves Jesus. She speaks into my life. No,
1: our moms are like the greatest fans of even this podcast.
0: So I'm not bashing no. your, I'm not bashing moms. I'm just saying like right. God's voice right. should be bigger than Absolutely. any and anybody Anyone. else's voice.
1: No, it. so five, six years ago when you did step into that, that's something like we made a commitment that we were going to listen to that voice and you said yeah. we will obey that over First. any other, ver- any yeah. other voice, any uh, person on the board, any person on the team, any person who threatens to leave or get mad or whatever. Okay. If God said it, yeah. that's what we're going to say. If God to. said
0: it and it lines up with his word, absolutely, we're going to listen to it. But yeah. then is like trusted people. Yeah. Um, we have to care what some people think and some people's opinions mm, yeah. in, in a way, like I can't just go off the rails and not care what rachel says right or care what my best friends in my life say but like the we've got it we've got to draw the lines of the inner circle right and like these are the voices that matter
1: super important. what's
0: the t what's the movie with the inner circle with uh with the uh, with the uh, meet the Falkers?
1: ben stiller ben
0: stiller and he like Ben Stiller moves in. He's part of this oh, family and that's now. Oh, the dad says circle, and the dad, of trust. circle of trust.
1: Circle of trust. We
0: have to. Sorry, that was a long way to no, get to that little it, idea. No, you
1: got it. I was. Like, we sure, sure. we
0: have to ask ourselves. Okay, what's our circle of trust? No, it's true. Like, am, am I as a pastor? Do I care about the opinions of every other pastor? Right. Oh. That's a that's a dra- that's a mess. Right. Or am I going to pick that these pastors, these people? their voices really weigh a whole lot right. into me and the decisions that I'm making. But it's really dangerous to yes. care what everybody's saying because everybody's saying all kind of stuff. Right,
1: but even just like you said, I mean, even people that are trusted voices, we have to be careful because we can start to, uh, when they are people we love and especially godly people whose voice of wisdom we've trusted, we can start to care more about, because we attribute their voice to God's voice. And right. it's it's not, they're not the same. And we've talked about, we've had to do that for, for mentors and people in our life that like, man, their words have had so much weight for yeah. us. And and while like you said, while it matters, the circle of trust that we have, we have to also be intentional to align it and to determine uh, sometimes we still have to not give a crap even yeah. what our trusted voices say, yeah. because God's voice is loudest. But I think that's, the, the truth is, the truth is, the people in the inner circle, nine times out of 10 are cheering you on. Yeah. It's the haters that are trying to pull you back. Yeah. And uh, and, and anytime the inner circle has critique, that's what the Bible says like wounds from a friend, they can be trusted. For sure. And so that's why I think it's super important. Sometimes we draw that circle a little too big in seasons.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: And, and we really have to determine in new seasons of. Oh Man, I mean, this is a big one, but for both of us in the last five years, our circle has gotten tighter. Yeah And it's not because we're exclusive people at all. No, it's just because uh, People can't always handle the more and the tug. Yeah, talk about it
0: Well, no, it's that's gigantic idea that the circle has to get tighter as you grow and other circles have to be made
1: yeah. True. So like, true, true, true. I have
0: a bunch of different circles. Right. So like, as it comes to me being a leader and a pastor, my circle is, has tightened Yeah. as it comes to me being a friend, my circle is tightened, but as it came to my health journey journey, it's right. had to open. I've yeah. had to let people in as it comes to how I manage my finances, it's had to open and bring some new wisdom right. in. Right. If I wanted to have a birthday party, it's going to open way big and right. come on, bring bring everybody in. But if you are going
1: Father's Day, it's tightened. In a small circle. <laughs> it's tightened. Sometimes I got to I I keep
0: some people out. <laughs> I am just
1: kidding, but yeah, it's true. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that halts people because I know for you and I, as we stepped into more, mm-hmm. and we had to tighten the circle. Man, that was painful to God. hear the words of people that we Thought we were trusted, yeah. We thought we were with us, we thought we're man gonna be with us forever, yeah. That then going, you know what? I love you, but
0: um, in difficult moments, people show who they really are, yeah, and show what their motivation really is, yeah. And when you realize that people's motivation is them, not you. It's time to determine where they stand on the line of the circle. Right. And so sometimes you realize like, "Oh, your brokenness is not going to allow me to take you with me on the journey towards mm-hmm. more." And so thank you for being with me, but there's a new circle line that I'm yeah. drawing. Yeah. We're saying a lot without no, really getting into No, we into are. It.
1: We're just saying, it. I mean, it's true and I think that saying like, "Man, it's what you just said though. We honor what we had, but then we have to move into more and decide"
0: Go. So uh, when you got married, yep. there were probably a whole bunch of people oh. on in your bridal party. Yeah. For me, there were a whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. I had seven dudes in my bridal yeah. party. And it's funny because we invite these people to be in our wedding. Some of them are like childhood friends. Right. And so like they used to be inner circle, yeah. but now like I feel obligated or whatever and they're right. here. And then now these are my new kind of friends in the yeah. season of life. And so now they're here. But now that I'm like way beyond Mm -hmm, those years mm -hmm. they're not in my circle anymore but the danger is that we still let those people's opinions matter a whole lot right that we're still we still care about people we went to high school with right we still care about the voices of people we went to college with or we knew in our 20s and we're so concerned about what those people are going to think about us that we don't pursue the more that god has and i'm convinced that Huge percentage of people don't fulfill everything God has because they don't want to look stupid in front of those people.
1: No, it's true. We've, we, in that season had to like say to each other at different times, like whose voice, what voice are you listening to? Yeah. And I think that, um, as you're stepping into more, like it, it it happens in that Determining moment in the moment you decide I'm going to step into more. Yeah, it's gonna happen immediately Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as you keep tugging for more it happens more and more again yes. and again and so um, I think for a lot of us we deal with that like rejection of the the voices of rejection and yeah. the voices of naysayers and uh, We have to determine the first time that we're not gonna give a crap because if we can't determine it first by the time we get down here, yeah. man, yeah. you're not you're not ever going to be able to get there.
0: No, that's that's really big. I remember a big one for me was a sermon series that we did. Mm-hmm. That I'm kind of a fun, loving, yep. goofy guy. And I had this idea to do a sermon series for years, right. but was always scared to do it yep. because I felt like I felt like all the content that we were created needed to be in the safe church world. Right. and they it all needed to be like bundled in a certain way and like look this mm-hmm. fit the genre right of like what pastors right. are doing and and i i want to do that because i didn't want to look like i was stupid right because if i do this silly or bold or goofy thing i'm gonna look stupid stop
1: so that goes back to the first thing you very first said insecurity in yourself
0: insecurity yeah. And so yeah. that
1: was before as anyone's voices, that's just your own Man,
0: am I stupid? I don't know how to spell really well. I'm not always right. articulate. I sometimes use the wrong yeah. word in the wrong place, the no, wrong tense. True.
1: Right, so you've already got your own voice.
0: i have already nervous that I'm stupid right. and don't know how. And Bingo. then now yeah. I'm comparing myself to what other people are doing. Right. And so, oh, I can't do this thing that I feel like God put in my heart because I might look stupid. And so I had to do what you said and yeah. I had to make a decision right. to I'm not going to care. No. And right. so years ago, we did a sermon series called I Pity the Fool. Yep. And, uh,
1: Mr. T. It was all Mr. Right. T
0: branded. We literally printed a 30-foot tall Mr. T banner. It
1: was the best.
0: Hung it in our lobby. Right. We made like a a rolling video of like Mr. T saying, I pity the fool, like punching people. Which was you. Oh, I, I dressed up as Mr. Yes. T. Which
1: was a huge piece of it. I remember saying like, yeah. This is you, you're fun and excited, yeah. do it, but, but And yeah. it was
0: a walk through Proverbs, yeah. and we talked about how Proverbs draws this contrast between wise and foolish people, yeah. and it was great.
1: It was gold, it was wonderful.
0: But that was a moment for me of yeah. freedom, yeah. that I had to intentionally say like, I'm not gonna give a crap. Yeah. I don't care what pastors think, I don't care what people that used to go to the church think, right. I don't care what dudes that I'm in relationship are gonna say. Right. I like Mr. T. Right. (laughs) I think he's funny. I think he culturally connects to where we were. And it's going to be a great tie in to this heavy junk I'm about to preach. And it's going to give me some light stuff. Right.
1: And I was going to say, I mean, your name is Tristan. You're kind of an extreme personality. It was the perfect, like, uh, which I think was another piece of your fear was like,
0: at first, I I was afraid that I was going to stereotype myself. Right and that's what we do, man. Right. We're so afraid that we're gonna typecast ourselves into something that we're just afraid to do anything. Right. And so we have to plug our ears to the naysayers or the made up opinions of others right. and push towards more. Because since uh, we did pity that, the fool. I pity the fool, Yeah. there's now no training wheels on the bike. No, right. We now can do all kinds We've of fun, wild, kind of creative, things, goofy right. things. We literally plan stuff to say, what's something stupid that we could do right. that's fun, but it all started with stop caring.
1: Right, no, and if you wait until everyone is on board with your idea, if you wait yeah. until everyone thinks what you're about to do is the greatest, yeah, you'll never get anything done. Like yeah. Because everybody has an opinion. I think that's the hardest part um, uh, sometimes that we have to recognize. The people who have the opinions about what we're doing are they actually doing anything?
0: Oh, let's go there.
1: Because how often do we allow people's voices uh, of of critique and whatever when we don't want to do the life they're doing? They
0: ain't do, doing nothing. We don't
1: want to live under the advice that they would get. Right. But yet we let their voice hold us yeah. back from what...
0: Right. We need to only take advice and critique from someone that we admire to become. Right. True. If we don't want to glean from their life, then why should we Why be, would we like, care what they them? say, right? I heard somewhere, man, I don't remember where it was. It might've been Kevin Hart. It was somebody like kind of funny that was talking about this. And he said, uh, Michael Jordan never leaves comments on YouTube videos. Right. So like if a guy makes a YouTube video and he's doing like a dunk in a basketball. Right. Michael Jordan doesn't go on his YouTube video and be like, man, you a loser. You horrible at basketball. <laughs> right. You know why? Because Michael Jordan's elite winner in the sport. Right. And he has more important things to do than go and cast stones at someone right. that they don't know how to dunk. And so a part of me, when we, even when we started this podcast, yeah. is I knew people were going to come out of the woodwork and right. say a bunch of bad stuff. No, and right. they have. Right. It's but fine. guess what? I don't give a crap what you think. No. <laughs> you can stay in your mom's basement or in your right. garage saying a bunch of crazy stuff while you're just up at night playing video games. Eating Doritos. I, don't, I don't care what you think. Right. And once you can get to the point that we're no longer um, hedged in or afraid right. of the opinions of non-people, then we can really thrive into all that God has for us. Well,
1: because from that-
0: uh, Trolls. Trolls. They're, they're, they're trolls. trolls. Who, cares, about, <laughs> who cares? If we can stop caring about what the trolls think, then, then you're gonna be able to start accomplishing something. It's true. Because for as many trolls as hate you, there's a hundred people that are going to love you and need what you're saying.
1: Right. No, you said it, that you were writing messages for the four trolls in the room. Yeah. And uh, you were concerned and not in that moment able to see the hundreds of people whose lives were being changed. But the willingness, like that Mr. T thing, it shifted everything. Yeah. That then we were able, because do you really think that we would be having this podcast right now if you never would have said yes to Mr. T? Never. No.
0: Because I would still be trying to fit the norm. Right. I'd be trying to fit the mold of what I should be.
1: Right. We, as a man and a woman who are not married to each other, who are doing ministry together, would never have been able to step into all that God has for us if we were listening to the voices and the naysayers and the thoughts, because there were lots of them.
0: Yeah but everybody great that we admire, they're breaking molds. They're doing things that have ton of criticism. Everybody that has a successful business or has launched some new venture. I mean, people used to dog on Amazon, joking they're selling books online. That's never gonna take off. Go look go go look at Bezos bank account now. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, Elon Musk is a nut right building rocket ships shooting them in outer space He put a car on a rocket just as an advertisement like he's kind of a weird eclectic guy, right? But guess what? He's changing the world, right? And so they're they're breaking the they're breaking the mold Henry Ford only painted model T's black and he told people I'll build you a car and paint it any color as long as it's black do you know why? He's the very first guy to start a production line. Right. And so he said, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Right. I know that there's some other people out there painting cars different mm. colors. I know there are, but this is what I'm gonna do. Right. He was massively successful. Absolutely. Because he plugged his ears and he just said, man, I'm gonna try to make a million cars. The easiest way to do that is paint them all one color. It's really good. And so like, no, right. what are the stupid little tiny things that are holding us back towards man. from the more that God has?
1: That's really good though, because those, those opinions, those, those thoughts, those silly things like can cause us, you just blew my mind a little bit, because yeah, when we know it's supposed to be black, but we allow blue and red and yellow and green and purple and all these things in, yeah, man, that so causes us to be distracted yeah. and to be uh, off course of what God has for us and go.
0: Because we're trying to make everybody happy. Right, and you can't. You can't.
1: No, I had to learn a long time ago that I am too much for some people. Like I just am and not
0: enough for others and not
1: enough for other people. And that's okay. Like I am who God made me to be. And if I try to fit in their mold, I can't be who he designed me to be.
0: Okay. So let's unpack that a little bit. So pastor Whitney yes, is too much for some people because you are loud. Yeah. And blonde. Right. And a big personality. Yeah.
1: Opinionated and,
0: and opinionated. Yeah. Sure. So there are some people. That see you and immediately yeah. judge a book by the cover. Right. Because of why? Their own insecurities. Right. And so their insecurities are now going to hinder you from doing what God's called you to do. Right. But guess what? There's a giant percentage of the population that is blonde, <laughs> is loud, is opinionated, right. is assertive, and is gonna go, oh look, she's me.
1: I can I can I, do that I too. Connect with her. And and a giant percentage. That aren't those things, but aren't intimidated by by who and what it is. And so I'm like,
0: so you got to just kick the trolls.
1: Just who cares?
0: And then you've got to be what God's called you to do. No,
1: it's true. I think that, uh, that's one of the biggest tricks of the enemy in all of our lives is to try to make us think we're not enough or that we are too much and the truth is we are for some people. You can't, what is the saying? There's like an old saying, you can make some of the people happy some of the time, but you can't make all, all the, the people happy, happy all the time. time. Yeah. And we spend in society so much time trying to make people happy and like, it doesn't matter. There is a small circle of people that I care about making them happy yeah. uh, or even just making sure that they respect and, and are okay with the, how I make them feel. But other than that, man, it, y- you gotta just say, forget about it, yeah. I don't give a crap.
0: We posture so much, Mm. we spend so much time thinking about what other people are going to think right? when they don't even care.
1: They don't even care.
0: I used to, before I'd go to the gym, think about what I was going to look like while I was there. Yeah. Do I match? Right. Am I going to get all gross and sweaty? Right. But one day I was working out and I had an old man come up to me. I was curling way too much weight. Like bad form because I'm trying to look strong. Yeah. This old man, I didn't even know him. He came up to me and he said, "Son, you either look good in the gym or out of the gym." And he just walked off. <laughs> and he's saying is like, "You think you look good right. curling sixties? You're right, but it's not actually helping. You. Right. So if you look like an idiot right now and pick up twenties and start curling them, you're going to look better outside the hmm. gym."
1: No, you just said it. We have to be willing to look like an idiot.
0: You have to be willing to look like an idiot somewhere.
1: To step into more, it's really true. Because the truth is, we joke, but like we say, like we didn't know what we're doing. Yeah, but it's because we were willing to say, like it's fine if we fail.
0: Whatever. If I fail, I don't give a. If I fail, my inner circle still loves me. Right. My wife's not going to leave me if this podcast failed. Right. Or if the church didn't people to show up or my sermon was garbage. Right. My wife's not gonna stop loving me. My right. friends aren't gonna stop loving me and believe me. And God's definitely not gonna. No. And so when you actually have a safe place to operate from, yeah. you don't care about the trolls.
1: It's true. And you have to speak, you have to speak it. I think that's another piece. We've had to speak like the voices say, like I've had to say to you before, like what I hear or what my insecurity is or what, whether it's my voice or someone else's voice or whatever, but I'm not going to listen to it because yeah. sometimes we're insecure and we're scared to do it. And we haven't yet even identified what voice or whose it is that we're even worried about. Yeah, And so we're like halted in this moment. And until we can identify, wait, where is that coming from? And why am I, why am I insecure about it? Then we can go. Oh, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And I think identifying it is super important.
0: So what are the steps? Identify it. Yeah. But then, like,
1: and call it out. Tell it to your circle, inner circle. Okay. Because that's something you and I both have been able to do for each other in in communication, in the church, in leadership. Um, This
0: is what I'm feeling. Yeah. It makes me not want to do this thing.
1: Right. No, like we've talked about we're, we're savage when it comes to what God's called us to do, but sometimes that can make us feel like savages. And Mm -hmm. we've had to say, we're not savages. We're loving, godly people who are doing what God's called. You know, like we, there's things we have to say to each other sometimes in moments to be like, no, 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 you're doing what God's asked you. And if you don't have that inner circle of some people who can know the voice, know the voices, sometimes I'm not even aware that I'm letting them in. And you've been able to say to me, Hey, what, you're here. You're here. You're, you're letting you're over here. Yeah. And yeah. you're not. Hello. And yeah. like, Oh,
0: so identify it, talk about it. Yeah. And then I think it's like, take the risk. Yeah. And th- that word risk is a big deal towards Huge. more that you have to be willing to do the series. Right. You have to be willing to open the next location. Yeah. You, you have to be willing to start the business. Man. Well, let's, you gotta be willing to go get on a treadmill. Yeah. You have to be willing.
1: So the risk the risk is uh
0: we have to be we have to be willing to take the risk
1: be willing be willing to take the risk because i think also asking the question what is the risk yeah like we've had to say to each other like what's the worst that could happen yeah what's the worst that could happen if i step out if i uh do this thing if i look like an idiot what's Mm -hmm. the worst and you just identified like if i have a bad sermon rachel's still gonna love me right So who cares
0: what's the, because we make the risks bigger than they probably are. Right. I'm not gonna try this new thing that could potentially get me to more that God has for me. Because what if this bad thing happens? Right. T.D. Jakes, he said that his biggest regret in ministry is everything he worried about from 20 to 55, because 95% of it never even happened. Right, right. The things that we spend so much time worrying about and being nervous about are not even real. They're right. fantasies in our head that yeah. sometimes are demonically inspired to make us afraid to not take the risk that God's called us to take. Yeah. Take the risk, man. No, you gotta do it. We're I- not stepping out because of other people's voices. Yeah,
1: no, the most recent one I can think of, I think it's good to share, cause we're talking in generals, but I'm like, yeah. what are some no specific go. things? Yeah. So like the most recent one is that um, we own a building for our church uh, oh, yeah, good. on Matlock Road. Uh, it seats man on Easter. We could shove three hundred six people in the the auditorium. Three hundred six. That's like a number that yeah. Oh okay. Like that I remember like yeah. the most. We had we had three hundred eleven in one, but it was because five people were standing in the back. Yeah. Like
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but but really comfortably sat about two seventy.
0: 270. Yeah, two seventy five.
1: Yeah, and so right before COVID, man, we were Berks on the seams over a thousand people coming on Sunday.
0: Doing four services. Four services. 8, 30, 10, 11, 30 and one.
1: And and we had those two middle services for two weeks in a row. Now this is fast. This tells about who we are as leaders, yep. I guess. But for two weeks in a row, we found out from our uh, adult ministries and our connections directors that, that we were having to put first time guests in an overflow space.
0: In a classroom. That was not a good environment.
1: Not a great environment, but it's just dozens,
0: dozens of people. Yeah, it's
1: just all we had yeah. because we were out of space, and so it happened two weeks in a row. And we were like, we have to, we have to change. Yeah, and so we came up with a plan, as yeah. we do, and we were planning to uh, tell our team, "Hey, let's go to five and six services on a Sunday and just make it a jammed, packed day." Yeah, brought it to a staff meeting, and God clearly spoke in the meeting because you kind of said it as like a threat, or like, like a joke, like we could just go back to set up and tear down. Yeah. Uh, but God clearly spoke and told us that that's actually what we were supposed to
0: do yeah, because so, go. yeah So that that afternoon, yeah. that was a Tuesday morning, that afternoon we took the whole team and went and walked Willie Pig Auditorium where we where currently, we currently meet. meet. And after the staff left, I stayed around for a while and yeah. prayed and was like, this is what God has. Yeah. But the voices. The voices, man. They came in and they told us, don't do it. You should just stay in your building for another two to three years, save some money, because we'd already owned our we own right. 36 acres just save some money burn two or three years so you can build your just building just wait
1: to keep reaching people
0: Yeah, stop reaching people just just do what you're doing
1: Like but but you're saying voices not not naysayer voices
0: No, mentor, Large leaders, mentor,
1: leader, pastor, churches that we respected that were like don't do it. You you're crazy. Do you understand how hard that is for your team? Do you understand how much work that is? Do you understand how much money that is? And it's a lot of all of those things. Yeah,
0: but we were obedient to what God said instead of what the voices, the naysayers said. And we moved to go to set up and tear down all before COVID ever was even a
1: thing. We didn't
0: even know what it was before we ever had the word social distancing even said. No. God prepared us and moved us into this new giant space that seats 1,200 in one service. So when we could open back up, we could go back to social distancing, we could continue to grow the church. And if we wouldn't have been obedient to God's voice and we've listened to the naysayers right now, we would still be here at our Matlock location, having to do 10 services on a weekend to fit the same numbers that we're doing right now.
1: Right. It's crazy.
0: It's crazy. But it's because we learned years ago to listen to God's voice and not let the negativity in other people's. Right. Fear right because as I look back all the other leaders that told us yep. not to make that jump was all out of fear all of it They were afraid Sometimes the people in our life. Yep. that we listen to the reason they tell us not to is because they didn't
1: it's true And that's a giant. It's true. Sometimes it sucks, it's true
0: your mom right. or your dad or your brother or sister, right? tell you not to do the thing that you feel like you're called to do, not because they think that you can't, but because they couldn't. Right. That's dangerous. Right. When we start letting other people's failures or their insecurities determine our belief in what God's called us to do. Right. Because when men don't kill the giant in their generation, they talk down to the young soldiers and they tell them they'll never be able to kill Goliath. Right.
1: No, it's true. But
0: believe, yeah. we have to believe yep. that God has called us to do great things in our generation. No, it's true. That he has exceedingly abundantly above all than we could ask or imagine more for us. More. And when we believe that and we plug our ears to everybody else, we can do it all.
1: No, I mean, you're talking about the Bible, it's true. The Bible's full of those stories. Yeah. And I, I, as I look at the Willy Pig story for us, I, there was many times where I was like, this is what Noah felt. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. and not that we're Noah, but but we are because yeah. we're just regular people, and Noah was just a regular dude too. Yeah. Like no one had ever even seen it rain before. Yeah, but God told him to build an ark. Yeah, and like humanity was saved because he did. Yeah, like I think that there's so much that sometimes we go, no. you, uh, you, we just yeah we have to see it.
0: go. We couldn't find somebody who did what we did. No, not we at all. started asking all across the country. Does anybody know of a church who had a built, has a building, has land, and went back to set up and tear yeah. down? We couldn't find one. No, we found somebody, but they had already broken ground and there was construction delays. Yeah, and so they got kicked out of their like rental facility and went somewhere else back to set up and right. tear down. And so it was kind of unprecedented and still stupid. Right, what we're doing right now, what we just did this last Sunday, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The amount of effort and work that we're doing doesn't make any sense in the natural. No. But we know that God told us to do it. Absolutely. And so we're going to be obedient.
1: Yeah. And, and, and be, someday it's going to rain. No, it, it's true. Yeah. And, and I think that's the part where I'm like, humanity is being saved because of our obedience. Yeah. There are stories and life, lives that are being changed. And so that's our context of what our business and job is. But whatever it is, man, if we stop before, we do the thing God told us to do because of someone else. Yeah. What are we missing out on? Yeah. And and that the truth of, of our story with Willie Pig though is because we've already stopped listening to voices. Yeah. There's no way we would have done it after mm-hmm. all those naysayers if we had not mm-hmm. decided with Mr. T that and, we weren't gonna listen.
0: And a bunch of other things. That's like what I was Mr T say. I was trying to they th- kept they kept building They did. I mean going to three services we had two we went to three then we had three yeah we went to four right and that was again not unheard of but like for our size and for our context and the size of our team and the right age of our church right that was ridiculous man no it's true and so we just have to keep stepping into risk yeah but we're ne- we'll never take a risk if we keep listening to fear it's true
1: no it's true. The voices are mostly based in fear. I, l- yeah. I think that's so important. Fear and the insecurity of what they could never accomplish. And, and just because it looks terrifying to them doesn't mean it's not exactly who we're supposed to be.
0: So can I have like a little pastor moment? Yeah. Can we do that? So like, as you're watching this, who are the voices that you're listening that's to good. that you need to stop listening to? Yeah. What are the things that you feel in you that God's called you to that these voices are holding you back because you're so concerned about what they're going to say at Christmas yeah. or what they're going to say in your Facebook post. Yeah. Who are those voices? How can you stop listening to them? And how can you take a step into the more that God has for you?
1: Yeah. And it, it's not easy.
0: It's not easy, man. That's the
1: part that's like, sometimes you have to be willing to tell, tell them that your voice can't speak into this anymore, and that's that's really hard. It's sorry sometimes. And sometimes you have to remove yourself from relationship. Now if it's your parent, you know, family, but you have to plug your ears to it. It's not easy, but it's worth it.
0: Sometimes there's a real, um, you've gotta define the relationship. Yeah, right. And you've gotta have a talk and say like, hey man, I love you, you're as a friend, you're a family member, you're Mm -hmm. whatever, but like this new venture that I'm taking, I don't want any more negativity from right. And if they can't shut up, then you gotta shut them up and create some distance. It's
1: true. No, we've had to do those yeah. conversations. We had to break up with people that uh man loved and, and believed in, but just to, to decided, hey, at this point, it's not gonna work anymore. Yeah, it's not gonna work. And that it's not easy, but it's it's the tug.
0: This uh started really fun and I know. kind of ends kind of on a heavier moment, but it's for the benefit. It's, no, it's For true. the more that God would would call you to yeah because man i want our church and our audience that's watching to be able to do great things yeah
1: well but i think what's what happens is it's like it's kind of like this
0: yes Okay. so it
1: it, it starts like who gives a crap what they think then you have to do the hard yeah which is heavy and a little bit but then like legit Now we celebrate some of the things that we're like, who gives a crap what they think? Because now we know.
0: I just, this, what, last week went and spoke at a big pastor's conference Uh where everybody's wearing a suit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: I intentionally wore a camouflage jacket and some sneakers. Yep. Do you know why? Because who gives a crap? Because I had to help myself not care what they think. Yeah. Because what I wanted to do was fit in. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is go to the closet and put on my jacket and iron my shirt and put on some leather shoes. This is what I wanted to do right? because I want to just be a part of the system. But no, 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 God's called me to disrupt the system. That we're supposed to change the norm and understand that you can wear a t-shirt and still be a pastor. right? And so what are those steps that we need to be taking to, to do more. Maybe you need to post a video on social that's not edited. Right. Maybe you need to put some, some content out that's not polished and professional. Or a picture they,
1: that's not face tuned or a- Stop tuning, right. man. It's okay right. if
0: you stutter a little bit. Right. Another funny one is I made a video a while ago about some mushrooms that had grown in my backyard. Yeah, I remember, yeah. These like mushrooms just randomly like appeared in my backyard. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm I'm allergic to mushrooms. Like I can't eat them. And uh, so I made this funny video and I remember watching it like five times and like, I can't post this. I look like an idiot. I'm like running around saying a bunch of stupid stuff in my backyard, but I posted that video and I got, it was like the very first time that I'd posted something that wasn't polished Right. and I got more engagement, more conversations. And so now my social, personal social media is basically me being me. Right. And me just doing stuff, right. I post one today, teasing your t-shirt, because Whitney was late as a mug to start this podcast.
1: I was just finishing Her my... body was
0: in the room, but her aura her, uh, her, uh, her has not yet been fully prepared. I did prepared. not wake
1: up like this. I wake up looking a not lot Not everybody different. can
0: wake up this beautiful.
1: No, that's true. It's very true. I did
0: my hair on Saturday, and now it's Monday, and it still looks the same.
1: No, it's super good. Yeah. Because then it's- So then you celebrate. Yeah. The I don't give a crapness. And what's awesome about that is it's contagious. Yeah. Is that it? then once you've decided, I'm not going to listen to the voices, you free and allow the people in your circle and even your bigger circles to stop caring about the other voices. Yeah, push it. And to be themselves. Yeah. So good. It's really good.